Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Surprise, bitch, we're back. We just couldn't stay away. Even at our age. I've nothing else to do, to be honest. <laughs> the last few weeks have been very quiet, but we have decided to return to the scene of the crime. Welcome to Shrine of Duty, the OCG special. Let's go, let's go, come on. Let's be clear. Shrine of Duty. You are being interviewed today as a witness, not as a suspect. The official, unofficial podcast. My team will get to the root of anything. Shrine of Duty. Guys, can you cope? So, by some weird twist of face, the incredible actors behind Lisa McQueen, Lee Banks and <gasps> Ryan the Bem Bastard have agreed um, <laughs> to, to be... Yeah, to talk to us. Yeah. That's amazing. So, like, basically all the, like, questions we were left with at the end of season five, hopefully we'll get some answers. Hopefully, or else we'll just get to talk to them. Well, yeah, I'll have to crack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to talk to Rishin DeSandal, who plays Lisa McQueen. We are also going to be talking to Alistair Natkeel, who is Lee Banks in the series, and Gregory Piper, who plays Ryan the Bent Bastard Pilkington. I think that's going to be an interesting one because he started out on this show in season one as a kid, mm-hmm. totally went away, and then came back to the same show, however, seven years later as an adult to play, you know, what's going to be a really huge role by the looks of things. The next, potentially the next Doc Cotton. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely what he's been teed up to be. Potent- oh, yeah, caddy. That just came off the top of my head. <laughs> I found uh, the golf caddy in my bag the other day that you left on my desk in work. Oh, yeah. Well, you, who was it? DSDI Shackleton. <laughs> DI Shackleton. I couldn't stop laughing at that. So, guys, what have you been up to for the last, uh, how many days has it been? It's been a full week now. It's been, it's been a while. What's everyone watching? We started The Virtues years and years, Brendan. Yeah, you like I'm on that? years and years. I've done uh, one episode and I really like it. I'm going to get on years Very and years. Very cleverly made. I'm going to get on years and years as well. I stupidly didn't put a season record on it after mm. my own abuse to you um, in the opening of this podcast, but I will find it and I will watch it. You sound like Liam Neeson. I will find. <laughs> Instead of haunting the down episode. a kidnapper, yeah, you trying to find a, television. a dodgy link for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't I tell have, the BBC, we love I, them. Yeah, we do. I have been watching uh, Dead to Me on Netflix. I finished the first <gasps> oh, yeah. season last night and I absolutely adored it. I have two episodes left. It's bloody brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a few bits to watch. I might go back and watch season one A Liar. Really was oh, into that. Yes, yes, I might rewatch that. Yeah. Season two should be coming soon. Season two on the way. Also, other shows I'm excited about: Happy Valley season three oh, returning, like Sarah Lancashire hero queen. Yeah. Um, 
the bodyguard is going to come back yeah. possibly that, yeah. next year, possibly the year after. It'd be really interesting to see where that goes, though. Like, if Keely isn't in it, and apparently or she is, is dead dead. Or is yeah, she? I think she is. And yes. rumour has it Marcella season three is filming. <sighs> yes. Ooh, Marcella. Ooh, Marcella. You know, and if only I get to say that what's again. What's the other one that has Lenny James in it that I haven't watched? Are you joking? Watch? Save, Save me. me. Lenny Save James me. wrote it, starring Stephen Graham, is incredible again. I want to watch that. That's on my list. Yeah, because brilliant. season two got announced for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if everyone could just hurry up with those so that I yeah. can get back into my um, um, good TV routine. Dublin Murders was another one we like to look off, wasn't it? Yes. That is very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Brendan? Um, who's in it again? <laughs> it's your man out of love, hate. Yes. And is it based on a true story or not? I, I actually can't tell you. I think it's based on a number of true stories. Forgotten. I'm not sure, but one of my friends worked on it, so maybe we can ask her about I, it. I remember. <laughs> Let's ask her. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Will she come on the podcast? <laughs> I would say so, because she Great. also worked on Line of Duty. Go on. Are you yes. joking? And The Sorry. Fall. Sorry, her name is Carolyn. Sure. She is a fabulous woman. How have we never been introduced? Well, she currently, well, she she was living in Belfast. I'm actually, I probably shouldn't be talking about her personal life on this podcast. <laughs> um, but we will give her a ring and we could get her on and get some line of juices off her. Yeah, that sounds please. very exciting. And the fall, you love the fall, I, Brendan. You still haven't started it, have you? No, I need to cop on. Honestly, I really, really, really think you would love it. I know, I don't, I, it's right up my street. I have a yeah. list on my phone with a father's son. Yeah, I need to start that. as well. Um, and there was a British procedural over six nights that I missed there that I need to get back into it. Is name the kind of sounded like liar. Oh no. Um, what the oh, hell was me, it called? Trust me, no. I was watching the end of that. I didn't think. Oh, the victim. The oh, victim. I never yes. watched the victim. Three parts, I think. Um, yeah, the victim. Other shows I'm excited for. Um, there's a show called Capture. I think it might be ITV2. I'm not too sure. It's just on my little list here, my notes. And another one called His Dark Materials. So I'm going to be watching out for all those. Juicy. Mm. Everybody at the moment is obviously watching Game of Thrones. Uh, Fake Kate appeared in last week's episode of Game of Thrones. And when I say the people, people were tweeting us in just being like, I was screaming at the TV saying Fake Kate. My boyfriend texted me and was like, Rebecca, Fake Kate is in Game of Thrones. So I watched the whole episode. Never seen it. Someone ran across the floor of work today and they were like, oh my God, Fake Kate was in Game of Thrones. And I was like, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I really appreciate your enthusiasm for Fake Kate. And she was fantastic. She she played a peasant woman. She had quite a big role. She had a daughter. She had a daughter. She was running away from dragon fire. And I mean, considering it is the penultimate episode ever of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she took about 30% of screen time. She did. Mm. She did wow. a great job. From AC12 to GOT. So guys, will we get down to one of these interviews? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I think we're going to call. I can't really believe this is happening, but I think we're going to give Rashinda Sandal a call, a.k.a. Lisa McQueen. Now it's time to chat with a woman who can speak a thousand words with just one look. We first oh, heard, yeah. yes, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> there she is. We first heard Lisa McQueen scream the words, "My baby, my baby, my baby, my baby, yes." Before going on to arrange, but not take part in a number of murders, a criminal with a conscience. She's been described as. We last saw her right. apparently turning a new leaf, educating young girls away from a life. Of crime, mm. Roshanda Sandal. Thank yeah. you for agreeing to come on Shrine of Duty. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I've oh. just been loving watching all of your kind of like success. Have you been coming up through? Because uh, you just started this year, right? Have I got that right? Yeah, we just started before this uh, this season. Yeah. yeah, we did a quick recap of one to four. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've had such amazing success, so thank you so much for having me and thinking of me. No, thank you. I cannot that. believe you even know who we are. We're a bit starstruck <laughs> slash embarrassed slash what did I put on the Twitter? Big, I'm a really big podcast fan, so like all of your stuff really pops up on all of my social media and oh stuff anyway. God. So I was like, oh my God, they're asking me to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We loved her on the floor. Everyone's fangirling over we everyone are. else. I oh, love we're it. blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, it must feel like a major relief that it's all done and dusted and it's out there in the open and you've no secrets to hold anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so nice not to be able to keep uh, my, my mouth shut for uh, <laughs> another another number of weeks. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's amazing to be able to kind of talk about it and, 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 and discuss fully um, what has happened in this um, series. So, yeah, no, it's great. So, Rashani, you were a big Line of Duty fan um, before you obviously were asked to be on the show. What was it like getting that phone call to say that you'd gotten the part of Ace McQueen? <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely uh, mind-blowing, as you can imagine. I mean, I, obviously, I, as you know, I was a massive fan um, uh, before, before I got the part. So when I got told that I was going to be working with such tremendous actors and being given the chance to um, secure a role like uh, such as uh, Lisa McQueen I was over the moon I mean I, I really I couldn't I don't know if you've read about the story I was I was on the way to Ikea when I found out that I got the job and I uh, ended up buying the more expensive wardrobes oh you're dead right dead right mine were falling to pieces and uh, I went for the more expensive wardrobes in, 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 in celebration um, it's just been amazing because it's just such a learning curve you know um, getting to work with such brilliant actors and yeah it's amazing amazing I, on loads of levels I remember when I found out that I got this job with Rebecca and Brendan and I rang my old job told them I wasn't coming in for a week <laughs> just so they can give a yes. shot it all goes out the window when you get your dream role, doesn't so it? True. Yeah, um, it's like winning the freaking lottery, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, it's really, it's, 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 it's amazing to be able to do what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? And um, what was it like walking on set? Can you remember your first day? Because obviously Vicky McClure and Adrian Dunbar and Martin Compton yeah. have been filming that show for four seasons. Like, were you intimidated yeah. walking on? Or, um, you know, what were the first scenes that you filmed? Were they welcoming? Definitely. I mean, my first scene was quite an, uh, it was quite an easy day to kind of like guide you in because my first scene was actually with Catherine when um, Lisa McQueen goes in dressed as a nurse. Oh, and no, that's Rebecca's favourite scene. You could lose a whole family. <laughs> like if you basically um, you could lose your whole family. And so that was my first scene. So it was kind of with characters that weren't already in it already. So it was a nice, fairly soft um uh, introduction into working with such a magnificent uh, team of people. But then again, you know, I always think, I, and I always say this to people, you know, as much as it is overwhelming as an actor, you do have to kind of embrace it and just try harder to learn as much as you can from the masters that are uh, involved in um, Line of Duty. You, you can't let your nerves get in the way of that because... Um, there's just so much to suck up and enjoy, you know? <laughs> and absolutely, speaking of uh, magnificent masters, what was it like getting to spend so much time and acting alongside Stephen Graham? 
what was amazing. I mean, like, every day I was kind of um, pinching myself and there were cer- certain scenes where you kind of, like, walk in behind him where you're not kind of thinking too technically, um, as in um, when you kind of, like, slit in his throat or whatever. <laughs> but when you kind of, like, walk in, walk in behind him and you're kind of thinking, oh, my God, this is such a dream come true. Like, when I was... I'm a school, we're really obsessed over um, actors like Vicky and Martin and, and Stephen and Adrian. We're really obsessed over um, actors like that. And so to be walking in um, behind someone of that caliber, you really are pinching yourself every day, but also at the same time kind of watching him and being like, wow, this is such a great opportunity. Yeah, I loved your relationship um, with him uh in in series five, oh, I kind you. of at one point I was like, "Are they gonna? Are they? Do they fancy each other?" I know, I know, and we did kind of discuss that as well. Is there a possibility of there any kind of sexy time happening? Um, but <laughs> we were like, "No way," because he just loves his wife yeah. too much, you know. And he is the real deal out of all of us. He is the he is telling the truth. Um, and some oh, people. Oh, does that mean Lisa's not um, telling the yeah. truth? Oh. <laughs> I know, I know She's a liar isn't she Jed said that Lisa is a criminal With a conscience Did you play her ambiguously uh, Or did you decide in your head If she was good or bad well, do you know what? Do you know what I love about Jed's work? And um, particularly about the way that Jed describes kind of um, baddies and goodies is that he kind of always says that even though they might be swaying one way, that nobody is ever one thing, which I, I, I kind of quite like because you're not kind of strictly playing a villain and you're not strict. You're just playing someone who's a human. Uh, it was, um, just happens to be in that line of work. So um, I think the fact that she had a conscience was always present in the idea of Jed's work because that's just the genius that he is. He writes every character so layered and um, so so bloody human. It's kind of great, great, great to play. Because if someone just says, you know, you're a bad character, it can lead an actor to perhaps maybe in another project to um, just play the baddie side. But I think I think characters are much more complex than that which is why his work is such a joy to play. And speaking of complex character, your Lisa obviously had a very, well, we're going to say definitive ending, but everything that Jed Mercurio writes is ambiguous. Do you think she yeah. has gone good? Is she really teaching girls, um, you know, how to reform and how not to get into gangs or is there something else going on there? Well, my, my, uh, we don't actually know anything um, further than what we know. Um, but um, and, and none of the characters actually know that because um, Jed, as Jed's the only one with the answers. Um, but my personal feeling was that because she covered up for um, Ryan, and there's still a few lies, and she's the only link to Ryan and stuff like that. Even though I might think that she might have gone good for that moment, I'm not sure that she's 100% good. <laughs> um, you're saying that obviously, you know, this season's ended and, and none of you, nobody apart from Jed knows what might happen in the next one. Do you yes. know for sure if you're in it, if you're not in it? Like, has, has Oh, no, like literally, like no one knows. I've heard Martin in interviews kind of, and Vicky kind of say, no one knows who's coming back at any given time, which is great. It's, it, it, it's really good. Because it means that nobody can sit back on the laurels and relax. It's, it's, it keeps everyone on the toes, which I think is a really good, good thing. 
Um, and like I'm sure you as well as us like are we going to have to wait like you as an actor or even just a fan another two years I know I'm not I'm not entirely sure because I asked about this um, just a couple of days ago and I said because the last um, series between four and five was two years right have I got yeah, that right most of them are two years yeah. so, I don't cope I know, but they said, because I said, what was the reason for that one being two years and the other one not? And, he, and, and this person said, oh, um, it's because he was writing Bodyguard in between. Uh-huh. But now I've just heard tell that he's going to write another Bodyguard. That's exactly, we had so the same could, panic during the week. It yeah. just got confirmed for season two. So I'm like, which is going to come first? I know, but I think Bodyguard would take um, priority in terms of like writing. But I have read somewhere as well that he hasn't written any of Series 6 for Line of Duty either. So I think, I think uh, like, um, Bodyguard would take precedence. And then, um, yeah, so it could be another two years. No! Oh, no. For God's sake, it could be ancient. It could be ancient by the time it comes back. Um, Rashenda, when you guys were on set, you went on, like, you know, during your time yeah. filming, you went on all these amazing nights out. Like, I went on your Instagram last week, you know, all these hilarious <laughs> pictures of you. Yeah, it's having a full creep on your Instagram. Dog! Well, well can, can I just do a bit of plug-in while I'm here? Belfast Liquor, uh, I think it's Liquor XXX, was like our favourite bar to go in. Oh it's gosh, run by a lovely chap called David. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, kept us, he was he, he's, he's a, a partner with one of the makeup girls, his daughter. And so um, uh, we, we, we frequented in there quite a lot because it's just around the corner from all the accommodation. And um, yeah, no, we had a wicked time in Belfast. Come on, man, the Irish still has a party. Yeah, so who, is, who is the best fun on a night out? The best fun of the mail. I've got to say, um, probably uh, Martin Compton. Uh, yeah, Compton, he looks uh, very high because if he's had like four or five times, then he goes back to being Scottish. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can tell how drunk he is from how many how, how, how Scottish she is. <laughs> and when you guys were on set, there was one I, I saw an interview you did, and you were talking about an incident involving a prawn curry. Could you tell us a bit more <laughs> oh, about that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, and we'd all just had this prawn curry at, at, at lunchtime, but we were doing a kind of night, a half-night shoot, and uh, so we all started feeling sick. But you know when you're feeling sick and you don't dare tell anyone? But then all of a sudden, Stephen just come out with, do you feel sick? And I was like, yeah, I feel <laughs> sick. And then it was like a domino effect. All like I can picture is like, that scene from Bridesmaids. <laughs> I hope no one shit in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, if I ever come across the same catering company, I'm going to be in big trouble. <laughs> 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 it was only one time. The rest of the time, the food was, um, it was amazing. What but scene, what scene did you guys so film weird. that you were all sick? <laughs> no, we weren't actually sick. It was just a feeling of nausea. Oh. So it could have, it could have totally been in our heads. Of course. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm uh, not pointing the finger. Yeah, we won't get you in trouble, don't no. worry. What scene was it that you might look nauseous in? <laughs> oh, so it was a scene when we're discussing the Eastfield job on, and our plans to um, uh, to do that, basically. Talking about the kind of lorries coming in and and um, just the plan, the general plan. But actually, and that was put out as a trailer as well, just to rub salt into the wound. We've all seen it about four times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And we're standing just before we let you go. I hope it's sunny over there. It's gorgeous in Dublin. So we want to let oh, you go enjoy it. It's gorgeous here, darling. I'm so glad it's gorgeous there as well. We're going to ask everyone a few quick fire questions. So we have three yeah, for you. Do you mind if I just darling. give them to you real quick? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Who would you choose or who do you think is the fourth dot? Who do I think is the fourth dot? Oh, I don't think... I can't answer that because I don't think that we know. What's your all-time favourite line of Judy moment? All-time favourite line of Judy moment is probably when Keely Hall got shot. In the um, in uh, regarding my our series, yeah, yeah, there. crazy. But like uh, when 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 Keely Hawes got shot in the head, and her head kind of like exploded in the car window. That was <laughs> yeah, and he thought he was going to get away with it, like DNA <laughs> everywhere. And one awesome. last question: Can you Go tell us them. something random, fun, or juicy about the show or cast that no one else knows? Oh God, now you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, one night on a um, on a, a, a shoot when um, we, we we were shooting and it was really freezing cold and Stephen Graham had a cold and the lady put the olive oil into his um, banaclava <laughs> and he, he thought it'd be a good thing but she put too many two drops in and it's he just strong. made him cry all night. Oh. <laughs> no, olive oil is strong. Poor Stephen Graham. Poor Stephen. We love oh, no. that. He was like thinking. He was like, just give me a bit of breathing room because he could barely even breathe because he was so full of. <laughs> <laughs> and then she put the olive oil in just too many drops and it just made him worse I think <laughs> that is the funniest thing the best. ever uh, and Rochelle <laughs> what's next for you what are you working on next oh what's next for me um, I'm, I've just come off an ITV2 um, uh, comedy um, series which is about um, zombies on a canal boat and uh, I've got a shiny Netflix series coming out, which I'm not allowed to name, which is really annoying. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, now I've got a shiny Netflix series coming out, which will be in August. Fab, we'll um, keep an eye for that. We yeah. have heard about that Netflix series. It sounds really exciting. So we'll uh, 100% oh, be keeping an eye out keep for that. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out and keep in contact. Oh, well, are you mad? Yeah. We'll have your head done in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle, come here. Thanks so much for talking to us. No, thank you so much. I'm so sorry that it didn't, it didn't happen that we got to meet. But um, yeah, no, uh, thank you so much for, um, for for thinking of me. Oh yeah, come here. And if you're here, if we're there, we're definitely going to give each other a call and we'll meet up exactly, for Pints in the Sunshine. Exactly. I think you're coming back for season yeah. six. We'll be up to Belfast. We will. Crack. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, my lovely. Aww, Cheers, love. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. I love her so much. Like... I, I feel like and it's I she wasn't just being polite and friendly because like she was chatting on the podcast. I feel like the offer of meeting her for a drink is real. Oh, I'm going. I'm go- I'm already booking well, train tickets to Belfast. Ah. When you get the train to Belfast, we'll drive up, we'll be fine. Meet you at the front of the Irondale. Gin and tonics <laughs> will have Manchester. a great night. Oh, I'm going over. Yeah, you mad. Yeah. I was only over there last weekend. Ah, Brendan. If only, only we've been chatting before that. She is just the loveliest person and she could really, you know, you could justify an ego because she's an incredible actress, but she just doesn't have one. No. Really want to know what the crack is with that Netflix show.
Mm. Yeah, very I wonder if it's a new series or if it's already out and she's starring in a new season of a series that we know about. Oh, oh maybe. I just assumed it was a new one, but yeah, you could be right. I feel like it could be a Netflix a Ridge, something new coming yeah. out in September, you know, their autumn, winter season. And it's not Black Mirror because that got announced today and it's not that. Your, your favourite's in it. Andrew Scott. I was yeah. literally about to be like Miley Cyrus now. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't know it was me, would you? No. Andrew Scott, obsessed. Yeah, like, I'm a massive fan of his. Hannah bumped into him in Tiger. Go on. Have I never told you this story? No, I don't think so. So it was like peak final season of Sherlock, one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Went to watch the last episode in the cinema, massive loser, read all the books. Arthur Conan Doyle is so intelligent. Ben to Cumberbatch, everything's perfect. And I'm swanning around um, over in the shopping centre at Christmas. And you know when you're a bit stressed and everyone's in your face and you're just trying to get your bits done, you have your list. And this dope is going around the tiger over there and it's only tiny and it's a one-way walking system with like huge like pillows in plastic bashing into everyone with the pillows and I'm like will you move? And you know the face on me. So I'm like throwing (laughs) looks and I'll swing around to go ballistic. Well, it's only Moriarty. <laughs> I Going the wrong way around Tiger with a load of cushions. I nearly collapsed. What, what, what type of cushions were they? Just I like, don't know. Like, they were lovely, pillows. fluffy ones. I'd say he was just out Dunn's home oh, for wow. Christmas. I'd say they were going home to his mom's house. He's so handsome in real life. He has such a nice voice. And this was before Fleabag season two even existed. Yeah. This was just my Moriarty kind of thing I had yeah. going on. It's taken to a whole other level now. But uh, yeah, I had to quickly go outside and record a voicemail on the sly. I was like, Moriarty's and Tiger. <laughs> He's going to um, have a huge year, isn't me? he? Huge. Oh, did you miss me? One of my biggest regrets that I didn't ask for a photo now, really and truly. Sometimes when you love someone though, you need to, you know, let them be. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> it was like 22nd of December kind of time. Oh, I'd say, oh. rise. I'd no. say the lovely person, but you could have punched your own mom in the face in 21st of December Christmas shopping in, in Tiger oh, one way. No one has time for a photo no. on the 22nd of December oh. unless you're on a 12 pubs and you're locked at the end of the night. But Andrew, if I see you in a June, <laughs> we're getting a selfie. You might bump into him in Stephen's Green Shopping Centre, my I love. mean, does Black Mirror require a podcast? I'm too afraid to watch it, but I will. <laughs> we, I mean, we can try, but it's... It's very close to reality. That's my is issue. It's like years and years, I'm telling you, watch yeah, it. but Brendan, it's so, that will have my anxiety through the roof. Uh, uh, my anxiety was through the roof watching it last night, because it's only a few... So I think it follows one family. It's 2024. Yes. Oh. So it's kind of like close enough that you can sort of predict what might happen and it's so cleverly edited so in one scene yesterday without ruining anything um, there's a guy driving in a car and he's listening to the radio and it was yesterday's news headlines (gasps) on the show what? in the drama because you're watching it you're like this is like filmed months ago and why do you talk about it? How do they do that? How do they do that? It's like, lads, it's mental. Oh, I can. Yeah, it actually took, like, my mind kind of just, like, was a bit warped for Give a second. Give me an example. Can you did remember? They yeah, I can remember exactly what they were like. So they did a headline about Brexit, which could have been generic, but it Fair. wasn't. It was specific about whatever Theresa May was doing. Yeah. And the next headline was, and tributes are pouring in for Doris Day, who has died <gasps> no, at the no, age of 97. No, no, no. I you, nearly, I'm not watching so I nearly burst into tears. <laughs> Today's post-production obviously <laughs> put that on yesterday. Yeah. No, that's So terrifying. the episode was obviously ready to go, and oh, they were no. like, we're going to put in the today's <laughs> headline. Imagine everyone getting really warm, guys. That terrifies me. <laughs> well, I tell you what pushed me over I don't over know why, but I feel weirdly emotional. That's so terrifying. <laughs> Guys, I was uh, reading. So Netflix have started to put out statistics, right? Yeah. So every Wednesday now, they're going to put out top 10. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. <laughs> you're crying. 
<laughs> it was just so weird. I was like, oh my God, this is the creepiest thing that's ever happened. But that is a feeling with something that's so weird. You just want to cry because <sighs> you don't like it. <laughs> but um, Netflix are going to start putting out top 10 lists. So every Wednesday, you're going to get the most watched shows, the most watched movies. And they're notorious for being really secretive about oh, this yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, they'll tell yeah. yeah, so it's really cool. So to launch that whole initiative, they did the whole month of April and put out all the stats. So I was just flicking down through them, you know, the bodyguard, the perfect date, all this. And then I was like, you versus Wild Bear Grills, and it was popping up in all the top tens. Now, I almost cried how weird this was. Do you, why are you laughing? We have, we have a friend who worked. Do you want to finish your story and we'll tell you a really funny story? Okay, I will, but I'm just saying, I'm not putting this down. I think it's incredible, but it's a choose your own adventure show with Bear Grills. So, in the trailer, I actually can't believe it's real. Bear is halfway up a mountain, like abseiling, and then he just turns to the camera, oh. and you're sitting at home on your arse watching TV, eating a Chinese, and you decide whether he goes up and down the mountain. So, it's like a Black oh. Mirror, the last Black Mirror. And Except they're actors. And he's up a mountain yeah. in the wild. Didn't. And I almost cried about how weird that was. And I'm like, that's that too much. That is Didn't Darren Brown do something similar to that before? You know the way he does his TV experiments? He and did like, it he... with a live audience. Yeah. And yeah. that was twisted now. But that's Darren Brown. So you're going in expecting something different. I thought this was just a Bear Grylls documentary. You thought you were watching one of our BBC shows. And yeah. you end up bawling over Doris Day. <laughs> You know, that's I'd fine. be panicked. Imagine you made the wrong decision and he plummeted off the side of the cliff. No, but they wouldn't have released a TV series if he did. No, you wouldn't so you can get take the comfort in that. Tell me the funny story. So a friend of ours were, worked, this is years ago, worked as a kind of a runner on a TV show. Where are all these friends? I know. Many friends. Yeah, he's so And he... <laughs> is it who I'm oh, thinking? No, I don't think you know him. Oh, raging. And... How do I tell it the is story? Who I'm right? Oh, is it? <laughs> I, yeah. I just nodded. He's okay. hilarious. Yeah. Gas. So was working on this show. Had to had to like rent. I think they were in America. <laughs> yeah, they were in America. <laughs> they were in America, and had to rent a van, and they were, it had to drive off set and go and collect something in this massive van that was like really difficult to drive, like a space wagon, yeah, but bigger. <laughs> yeah. So they, in this massive like transit van by himself, and um, had 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 to, had the call of nature. Had to go. And didn't have time to... Which one? To a bad one? A number bad, two. A, ba- a bad one. A number fucking and 25. <laughs> <laughs> a number right now, it's happening. It's literally happening. And so, he, um, I love the way we've got from like line of duty to, to this, this. drivel, yeah. So, <laughs> um, he got uh, pulled the van onto the side of the road, jumped out. Did a bridesmaid. Ran around into the back of the transit van and on the flat open floor of the van. No. Found, he put down a few bags. Put, yeah, found found ba- rolls of black bin bags, put them down, squatted, did what he had to do. Bidness. Wrapped it all up in another black bag, like kind of treble <laughs> or quadruple wrapped it in black bags. <laughs> Make sure it didn't seep through. You know, then had like, to go and do whatever job it was. Had to go and do whatever job it was Where he was, was doing. It? Where it's, was he, it? So basically he had to go to a shopping centre to get something and he also needed to like wash his hands and just check himself. So he carried no, the, the poo bag. in the bag and put it in the bin of the shopping centre. Then, Shock, later... Shocking. Can I just ask a question? Shocking. Is this on the set of Bear Grylls or did you just want to tell this story? Well, I just we'll want to tell the story oh, separately to that. And then, later on, um, he obviously went back to set or whatever and had to... Bear Grylls got a lift... <laughs> in the car that he took in, a shit in. In the van that he took a shit And they were driving down the road and, <laughs> <laughs> and Bear Grylls was like... Bit of, a, bit of a funny smell here, isn't there? 
And my friend Your was girl's like girl's him sleeping inside a sheep Him drinking his own piss <laughs> My friend was like he drinks his own <laughs> But wouldn't you hate if you were like, Bear Grylls smelled my own shit? And sorry, what are we meant to do now? And now an interview with Gregory Porter. <laughs> Piper, yeah. Piper. This is why we need to have... Uh, Gregory Porter, he did that song with Disclosure. Yeah. I've so said that thinking of. Yeah, 65 yeah. times this week I've called it's Gregory so Piper. Incredible um, actor, This is Gregory why we Porter. need Line of Duty in our lives, because otherwise it just turns into this mad chaos. Filth conversation. People have said to us, oh, please keep podcasting. Number one, I don't know why, but also, you know, <laughs> just podcast about anything. Well, this is what happens when we podcast yeah. about anything. We will be waiting for the strict structure of a show that is a little bit serious enough to keep us in line, I yeah, think. Because otherwise we just go off. And on that note... Let's chat to Ryan, the bent bastard, Gregory Piper. You say bent. We say bastard. Bent. Bastard. (laughs) Immunity. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We first met Ryan Pilkington in series one of Line of Duty, cycling around in circles on his bike and taking a bolt cutter to Stephen's fingers. He went away for a while but was back with a bang in series five, sending eagle-eyed fans into a frenzy when they spotted him. By the end of the series, it very much looked like Ryan could take the place of our Doc Cotton as crime's inside man. And we are very excited at Line of Duty to have Ryan the Bent Bastard, a.k.a. (laughs) Gregory Piper on the line Greg that must have been a mad show to get involved in at such a young age yes definitely definitely it was absolutely great because like being a kid riding around the bikes wearing adults it was like a playground so it was just it was just amazing how old were you during that first series uh 13 13 and what did your parents think of you like playing such a mad little character having such bad language in the script mur- like being involved in murders <laughs> yeah they loved it like um, <laughs> my uh, my parents are big fans of film and tv anyway so um yeah they, they absolutely loved it they loved that type of gritty stuff so yeah amazing um 
How did you learn to play bad? Like, were you just born like that? Did you have to really get into the role? Like, how did you go from being a nice little kid, presumably at home, to playing the bent bastard that we know and love? Well, the cool answer would be, yeah, I was born like it. But <laughs> um, no, I was. Um, I went to um, a Stourbridge Drama Workshop and uh, Dudley College, so I learned there. Um, but the person. Um, who played Wesley Duke, uh, Dylan, he, uh, we like had practices and things like that in rooms where he would go through like the slang and things. So um, I kind of uh, account a lot of that to Dylan, yeah. Gregory, when you uh, finished series one in between, what was it like when you got the call back to say that they wanted you to come back for Line of Duty season five? Yeah, it was extremely surreal. <laughs> Um, I was at college at the time and we were in a uh, rehearsal for The Crucible and um, my agent and my girlfriend have um, a group chat and it came through on the group chat and um, uh, Rebecca, who's my girlfriend, was off and she noticed and tried to get like my attention and um, yeah, when I came out, it was just, it was just crazy. We had to like do so much so quickly in terms of like uh, the... um, audition and self-tape and things so yeah I think surreal is the word there (laughs) and the reaction was so huge because uh, when I first watched that episode I think all of us missed that it was actually you that was back and Twitter was going absolutely crazy (laughs) when they saw you yeah 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 um yeah it was quite uh quite subtle which I liked um and obviously we know now with the whole series of why because uh none of the police really knew who Ryan was um, and yeah, the subtleness was very exciting to have people trickling in and kind of slowly realising. And come here, Greg, uh, we spoke to Roshenda earlier about when she found out she was joining the show and she very interestingly told us she was on her way to Ikea at the time and when she found out she uh, got cast, she bought herself the, <laughs> the more expensive wardrobe. You know, where were you when you found out? You know, <laughs> does it stand out? Um, we were getting petrol at the time. Um, I love what a big moment this was for everyone that they remember exactly what they were doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a very memorable moment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're getting petrol and I had a call off my agent and um, yeah, there's no more expensive petrol to buy, but we we bought petrol, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And what were you doing in between season one and season five? Have you been acting away? And have you always been acting or was Line of Duty your first introduction into that world? Um. I was acting a little bit before um, uh, by joining the workshop and things. and I knew I was interested in it, but obviously that was the first big job or professional job I did. Um, And then in between, I kind of just um, practiced theatre a lot um, with training and things like that um, in in between. And then, yeah, and then when I left, I I got this again, which was just great. And Gregory, during the series, obviously, you had a pivotal role um, and that involved murdering Stephen Graham, a.k.a. John Corbett. What yeah. was it like when you read that script and what was it like working alongside the legendary Stephen Graham? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a big... When I first read it, it was obviously extremely shocking. Um, but it's such a big responsibility because of how amazing the scripts are, how amazing Jed is, and obviously how amazing Stephen Graham is. You want to be able to do it justice. So, yeah, um, making sure you were doing justice with that. And Stephen Graham is so lovely and would give advice to me and 
talk to me about things. So, yeah, it was just great all round. <laughs> this is the question we were asking to Rashinda, a.k.a. Lisa, earlier on. What was the first scene that you shot? And was it intimidating walking back into a show that you've been gone from for four seasons? Um, yeah, so the first scene I shot was with Alistair, who played Lee, um, when we're taking Manit out um, to kill her, basically. Um, that is a trick oh. scene. Yeah, that was the first scene. Um, they were all balaclavered up, which was maybe felt a little bit better. But um, yeah, it was, in, it was a bit intimidating to kind of join it again. But everyone was very, very welcoming, which was very, I was very glad about. Um, just to go back to that, the, the, the killing of John Corbett, that must have felt like a massive responsibility. Did you, did you do it in one take? Like, it, it looked really gruesome. Like, how, how did that feel yeah. to have to do that? Um, yeah, I, I, it did feel like a big responsibility. Um, we did have, like, two or three outfits to change into, um, because obviously the blood gets everywhere. Um, <laughs> and there's lots of different angles. And um, so the main one... I think we did it twice um, where I come behind him and uh, actually slit his throat. Um, but yeah, when he's on the floor, uh, we did that maybe one or two times again um, and uh, kind of like uh, cleaned the clothes and things like that and, and then changed. Um, so yeah, yeah, about about four times really. That was so, Ooh. it was so gruesome, it was so shocking it's to watch. so shocking. Yeah, 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 it was great, like, Watching it is so, it's so cool. And um, see, knowing how they do it as well, like uh, I had the knife and a tube coming out of the knife and then the tube was like um, taped down my back and came out of my leg Whoa. and then came into this big compressor thing which had all the blood in it. And so there was a guy pumping that and then that would come through and I'd press a button on the knife and like draw the blood across <laughs> his throat. Oh and then my I'd, I'd, God. I'd, 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 they slightly speed it up. And then it was all just so quick and so very cool. It's like a horror movie. Uh, Gregory, at the end <laughs> of season five, um, we it was revealed that Ryan is set to play a pretty big part in the next series. Um, you're basically going to be the next, well, crime's next inside man. Can you tell us a bit about, do you know much about season six? Or will you be back for the whole season? Do you know anything? What can you tell us? I have absolutely no idea. I know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely nothing. I mean, I'm so excited, but, you know, might not even be in it. Um, It does look pretty certain. I mean, it does look, to be fair, you have to admit, it does look like you're, you know, you've been teed up to be in it big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a big, you know, you can can see where the character goes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so do you have any idea like are we going to have to wait the same length of time again like you know any idea of like when you're going to be back to Belfast filming anything like that absolutely no idea again it could be what was it was it two years or it's been longer between series as well so I would not know absolutely no idea Ryan did you Ryan <laughs> I knew I was going to do it it's yeah, just so it's too it. real to me yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Gregory, were you watching the show along with everyone every week? Did you tune in? Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely to watch my uh, my parents' reaction. Um, definitely, yeah. Is it weird watching yourself on what's going to? I think one of the biggest shows of the decade now, and then yeah. the Twitter like people just go mental when it's live on BBC. I know, I know, I know. It's it's very very surreal. It's like I don't know. It's like you've got your computer plugged in or something. You're watching your own 
a video you've shot yourself. It's so it's so strange to think that you're there. Um, and yeah, like Twitter, go, it does go mental. <laughs> it's so cool to see everyone's theories on Twitter. Yeah, we, there are so many theories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many this year. Uh, so Gregory, who is your favourite member of the OCG and who is your favourite member of AC12? As personally and as um, in the show, <laughs> as, as their characters. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, so from the OCG, I'd say Tommy, because we go way back to series one. Yeah, Miroslav, um, we love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, obviously, we're all we're all friends with like Rashenda, Alistair, and we all stayed in the same hotel, so we were, you know, late night series and things like that. So late yeah. night series. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Designs and things. Yeah. Very good. Um, what about AC Twelve? Um, oh, I it would be so hard to pick from like they they're all great. <laughs> um, it's tough. Yeah, they're oh, they're all great. I, uh, I I love Kate. Um, at the end of series three, when um we've got the uh, what was it the uh, urgent exit? Yeah, uh, oh, she's running through the streets with the gun. That that's pretty. Amazing. Clinging onto the side of the truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Greg, we just we've got a couple of quick fire questions that we we give to everyone that we talk to, and they're the same for everyone. So I'm just going to throw them at you now, and I want your 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 short, sharp answers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, who would you choose as the fourth dot if you were writing the show? Um, Hastings, maybe to shatter everyone's dreams. <laughs> oh. Or Jed, Jed, come in and make a uh, a cameo. That'd be cool. That would be oh, pretty cool. Be uh, what's your all-time <laughs> favorite line of duty moment? Um, got to be Kate. Yeah, at the end of series three, running running with the gun. Amazing. And tell us something completely random or funny or juicy about the show or cast that nobody would know. Um, one night the OCG were in the car and we were all rocking out to Gangster's Paradise because it's John Strickland's favourite song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That has there, there has to be a, an Insta story of that somewhere on somebody's phone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll pay good money. <laughs> well, Greg, thanks so much for talking to us. Gregory, yeah, we thank love you. you. Thank you so much. We can't thank wait to much. see what's going to happen to our little bent bastards in season <laughs> six. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thank you so much for making this podcast. Like, it's so great to listen to it. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe you yeah. listen. Like thanks a million. So and great. Gregory, one it's last perfect. thing before you go. Could you just say that line, you bent bastard? You bent bastard. Yeah! <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you, Greg. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. I love the fact that we got him to say you bent bastard so that was a pipe dream from during the week and Rebecca was like I'm asking him and I'm like oh I don't know just see how it goes we don't want to annoy him do you know what I mean like he's not just Ryan even though I called him Ryan and then he said it oh like we need to make a remix of that and also the fact that they were all out singing Gangster's Paradise I'm like can we make a song called Bent Bastard's Paradise or yeah something? Like- literally yes <laughs> I will pay to have that. It just sounds like they have the best crack film in that show, doesn't it? Like imagine like the like the privilege, but it is a privilege to work on like such a good show 
and to like go away to Belfast and hang out for a few months with the soundest people. With the soundest people. Did he say at one point they all stay up and watch series in the hotel? Yeah, he was like oh. late night series. Are you I joking? think now Rashenda might give us a different version of events. <laughs> <laughs> but like to stay in a hotel with all my friends are really fun people and stay up and watch a series late at night. Yeah, I know. I'm like any roles going in season six. <laughs> there's something so special we know about Line of Duty, but there's something so special about the cast. Ah, uh, definitely. They're just so sound. Like, it, it is an absolute privilege to talk to people and actors that are this it's nice. Amazing. And also, do you know what I, I'm laughing so much about? Every time we ask someone in the quick fire round, <laughs> tell us something random, fun or juicy, there's no hesitation straight in. It's like, oh, yeah, well, on a night out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't get over yeah. like, oh, is Well, should uh, I? Uh, if I? Oh. Uh, <laughs> wait, I tell you. <laughs> so that just goes to show. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we're going to get more juice now out of Alistair Nackhill, who plays Lee Banks. Mm. Oh. Now, our Hannah has unfortunately had to make an urgent exit. However, the show must go on and we have something very juicy lined up. It's time to chat to possibly the most handsome member of the OCG. Live from Blackthorn Prison, it's Alistair Nackheel, a.k.a. Lee Banks. <laughs> I think you've been very kind to me there. I'm not sure the other lads would be so happy with that uh, with that description, but, you know, I'll take it. Well, Ali, first things first. Um, what was it like getting the call to say that you had landed a role in Line of Duty? Oh, well, it was... Uh, I mean, I literally ran around the room. I was up in Edinburgh doing uh, doing a few plays up at the festival last summer. Uh, and I'd done my self-tape with one of my mates from the cast uh, and sent it in. And I'd sent it in on a Wednesday and then my agent phoned like on the Friday afternoon and I'd, I saw that it obviously that it was them ringing and I'd, I didn't even think for a second that it would be about Line of Duty because it was, I'd only sent the tape in on Wednesday. So yeah, that was a quick turnaround. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's quite, more and more the things are being cast by, by self-tape these days. But I was kind of thinking that if, you know, they liked the tape, then I'd have to get back to London and go in the room and meet them and, all that stuff. So, but anyway, so yeah, so I had a little chit chat with with my agent about whatever, and then he said, "Okay, and so um, I've got some good news for you on on Line of Duty," and I was just like, "What?" Um, and yeah, I, I kind of I literally ran around the room, jumping up and down, and all the lads because that I was sharing these digs with, they obviously knew that I'd taped for it, and I'd it's one of the shows. So I'm from Birmingham originally. So it's a show that I've always, always wanted to do. I've been a huge fan of it since since it's first been on. So you were obviously a fan of the show before you joined it. Like, what was it like kind of walking onto set on your first day? It was quite surreal because it was quite quiet when I arrived. They were halfway through shooting something else. So, so I arrived and there was hardly anybody there. And I had a few introductions to, you know, to production and to wardrobe. And it just kind of had a... a slow but yeah, I mean I a slow burn to get into it but then eventually and you do get nervous because oh god and then obviously you're on set and people start coming back for lunch and then Martin's there and Vicky's there and Adrian and all these people that obviously you've watched on the show forever um, who are all absolutely lovely and they all kind of make you feel at home and then John Strickland came over and made made a point of coming to me and saying hello and just making sure that I was settling in okay and everything so it was just, yeah, it was great. It was a dream job, really. And Maya, um, who plays Manit, who actually I'd seen in Edinburgh, we actually went to school together. Oh, um, hey, hey, amazing! Yeah, yeah. We lasted. We did a play together at school when, um, when I was in like my final year, and she was the year below, I think, 
two years below. Uh, and we did Guys and Dolls together at school. Which was <laughs> slightly different, it, must obviously. Have, it must have been a bit awkward when you were kind of semi-responsible for killing her in the episode. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd, um, I didn't realise then that I would end up slitting her throat on some jetty in Belfast. But um, <laughs> Yeah. I can imagine, like, it's such a huge show. Did you find it hard keeping a secret of what had happened on the show? And also, we need to ask this, what did Ted say to you when he visited you in prison? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, funnily enough, you're the only person that's asked me that. No. I'm sure nobody's (laughs) ever asked you that before. Not one person has asked me that at all. No, not at all. Um, I don't actually know is the actual truth of it. At the time, I was was quite disappointed because... You know, as an actor, I was thinking oh, it would have been nice to actually shoot the scene, you know, have the interview scene with, with Adrian. Um, but then, actually, as it's turned out, the fact that you didn't see what was said has, has made the character of Lee Banks kind of may, maybe a bit more prominent than he would have been if you had seen what he said, because there's so many people going, what did he say? Did he tell you who Corbett was? And- so obviously you did spend, you know, a lot of the series in prison, but before that, like, you were involved in some, uh, like, really dramatic scenes, like, including that raid. Like, what was that like to film? Like, you know, it, it was really dramatic, really tense, kind of nighttime. Like, what was going on? Oh, it was amazing. We did a lot of night shoots, but that, those two nights were real, like, proper night shoots, so to kind of three, four in the morning. Um, and it, it was freezing uh, for a start because it was like late October, but it was just great. I mean, you know, what's not to like about, you know, running around shooting guns at four o'clock in the morning, you know, <laughs> with balaclavas on. I think the the character of Lee Banks definitely seemed to be suspicious of John Corbett, probably a hot, uh, ahead of a lot of other people on the OCG. Uh, you know, is that something you played like on purpose that way? Were you aware that like your character was definitely suspicious of him from early on? Yes and no. I mean, I, because of obviously when he barges me out the way in that race, yeah. about to shoot the, shoot the policeman, and he barges me out the way. I think that's the moment where he, I really obviously decide that I really don't, uh, I'm really suspicious of him. But um, for me, because of that, I, I did feel that I had to have some kind of build up to that. So I think in, in, my, in my head, for my kind of backstory for my character, I was kind of thinking, well, or Lee, Lee's thinking, where's this guy come from? Like, how has he managed to, in a year to to introduce himself to our gang? And now all of a sudden he's the leader of the gang. And so Alistair, during um, your time on the series, you wore a stunning grey tracksuit when you were in prison. <laughs> and we, on the podcast, myself, Brendan and Hannah, have just been obsessed with you in the tracksuit. Like, where who gave it to you? Where did you get it? Was it Fruit of the Loom? Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's, you know special edition Blackthorn HM HMP Blackthorn uh, special edition <laughs> sweatshirts that are unfortunately not available in the shop. <laughs> you could but, go to uh, prison for a while, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of my favourites was, was seeing Adrian and Hastings in in his prison get-up. And he's like really a real fall from grace. But um, I've heard that you guys have got AC12 mucks. We do. We do. Yeah, Hannah's mum got us some AC12 mugs with her own quote wow. on the back of them. Like, I mean, I, the I don't the even have knowledge. an AC12 mug. Um, I'm fuming about that. Fuming. <laughs> fuming. The reaction um, to the series has obviously been like, like, 
immense and intense. Um, you were watching people watch you on Gogglebox recently. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, some of the reactions on Gogglebox. Tommy plays uh, Miroslav. One of the girls, when when the card game was going on, just before John gets killed, and John picks up the John picks up the gun. And she, she went, go on, John, shoot his cock off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, brilliant. Yeah, like the show is obviously so incredible, but also what we loved was seeing all the behind-the-scene photos of you guys out on nights out in Belfast when you were filming. It looked like so much fun. Yeah, oh, God. Yes, so, you know, you finish at midnight or so, and we had some very late nights, drank a lot of Guinness. We all just got on brilliantly, and um, we've met up since in London and had a day out in London and kind of carried off carried on where we left off from Belfast and had far too many drinks um, So Ali we have a few quick fire questions we would love to ask you uh, so I'm just going to ask you these really fast um, if you had to pick who would you choose as the fourth dot? Oh, um, uh, I think it'd be good if it was someone like really really high up so maybe um, PCC Sindwani what is your favourite all-time line of duty moment? Oh, um, when Dot shoots Lindsay Denton in the car. Yes. In, what is that, series three? That was yeah. Roshenda's. That was Roshenda's um, favourite moment as well, yeah. Was it? Yep. Because um, she's, she's just pressed send, hasn't she? And then he shoots her and it's just like, oh, the tension is just, uh, just incredible so I love that one but I tell you what I, I mean I remember watching it the very 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 first scene of episode one and getting to the end of that scene where they've they've shot the guy holding his baby and then they turn the number around on the door from the nine to the six or the six yeah, to the nine whatever way around it is and I remember just thinking, oh my God, what an opening scene. This is brilliant. And I think a lot of people that have watched it have, have forgotten how we got to where we were, that that's where we started. You kind of forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, shocking. And Ali, yeah. can you tell us something funny, random or juicy about the show or cast that no one knows? <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure we tend to tell you about the, the dodgy prawn curry. Oh, we We've heard. had the prawn curry, yeah. We, well, just some... Um, we met. Let's just leave it at this. We met some very interesting local Belfast characters late at night in the hotel bar that um, we quite often had to kind of lie to about who we were and what we were doing because we didn't want them to know that it was the cast of Line of Duty uh, sitting there and, and <laughs> getting very, very late at night. But um, The OCG playing UCOs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, And come here, Ali, what's next for you? Any projects coming up? What are you working on that you can tell us about? What are you working on now that you can tell us about? Um, So I went pretty much straight from filming into, I did a show up in Sheffield, uh, which was a new show called Standing at the Sky's Edge, which was really good at the Sheffield Crucible Theatre, which they're hoping is going to transfer down to London at some point. And then next month I go off to play, uh, to do a Shakespeare play up in up in the Midlands for the summer, doing an outdoor Shakespeare play at Stafford Castle called um, Playing Bassanio in the Merchant of Venice. So got some, uh, I've had some nice little jobs since then. And then, um, you know, who knows what, what line of duty might lead to or whether, that, whether Lee Banks will make another appearance in Series 6. 
Have you heard anything about days. that yet? Do you know anything about Series 6 and if you will be back? Uh, unfortunately, I, I absolutely don't. I haven't, haven't got any kind of sniff on that whatsoever. Um, so I'm, I'm literally just praying that at some point later this year or, or whenever they're going to start planning Series 6, I, that I get a call to say, um, you know, we want you back for a couple of episodes. I mean, you just never know what Jed's got in his in his exceptionally brilliant. So play true, so for, true. For, for for what might happen, but fingers crossed. I mean, I'm not dead, so I can return. Yeah, you're, um, you're not Manise. No, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I, I would absolutely love to come back. Of course, it's been it's been an absolute dream to be involved with it. So. Well, we'd love to have you back um, on Line of Duty. And thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Alistair. It's been an absolute pleasure and best of luck with all your future projects. Um, my pleasure. And congratulations with the podcast. I have been listening and it's, it's great fun. You guys have been so much to us. Thanks. No, he has. It's really great. It's, I mean, some of your reactions, by the way, are as almost as good as the... We just kind of didn't think that anyone would listen, to be honest. <laughs> we're still and shocked. Now we're really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> oh, you're so humble. It's great. It's great. <laughs> just playing a bit of humility. I love it. Alistair <laughs> Akil, thank you so much for going on Shine of Duty. My absolute pleasure. Cheers, guys. Guys, I'm absolutely raging. I miss Lee Banks. I had to pop out there. <laughs> pop out and do a DJ set. <laughs> absolutely raging. What jobs did you have to do? I had to do a few bits, Brandon. Oh, right. And I only missed... You wouldn't want Anne, Car- Anne Patricia Carmichael. God. Who's <laughs> Anne Carmichael? Anne Carmichael. You know, every She's time... She's like an RT Every presenter. time we see um, our colleague Trish, who works with us, like I still call her Jackie. Jackie Laverty. I'm disgraceful at her names and names. But yeah, no, I'm fuming over that. So um, yeah, missed that. Was it good? Lovely. How was he? Great. Like, what a gent. So lovely. And uh, so different to... The car- yeah, yeah, like. Well, I mean, he'd want to be Brandon. He would. He's not in prison. Good point. Yeah. Good starting point. Um, Still looks great in a tracksuit. Yeah, oh, he really looks great. Fruit of the loom. Fruit of the loom. I can't believe we've just got to speak to all those really successful, talented people. They, they're all so lovely they must think that we're odd it's not right <laughs> that we were actually allowed no, I, we no. sent really calm professional emails being like you know to whom it may concern we would request <laughs> the pro- and then talked shite for an hour and a half when we got them on the phone yeah yeah um, yeah so like that was I suppose a bit of an, an OCG special an OCG special I feel like we're all now members of the OCG we've gone on to the dark side who are we Jill Bigelow who am I H <laughs> Who are you? (laughs) Fake case. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of more thrilling to be on the OCG side of it though, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. I never would have slayed Stephen Graham in such a fashion, however. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the terror being Gregory when when you read your script and go... I have to do that. Oh my God, I have to kill Stephen Graham. Literally, like, one of the best actors to come out of the country. And he's only walked back into the show. And he, oh, he pulls it off so well. Did you see him and Martin Comston at the BAFTAs together this week? 
Is Martin Compton the most fun person? I think so. Everyone seems to absolutely love also, him. Also, I loved in all of his like tweets and stuff, he kept saying, works night out. I was just like, oh. I love the. I just love that phrase. Like, yeah, it's a works night out. Colin Stephen Graham, wee man and all. Take, yeah. yeah, taking the piss out of him on the back. He's red car. like, I thought you were ignorant. He's like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is now going on my bucket list to meet that man and possibly have a drink with him. I say it of the night of your life. Martin Compton. Absolutely. Yeah. Lads, we're going up to Belfast a second that we get wind that they're starting to film the new series Line of Duty we are up there we are drinking we are ordering whiskies for Adrian Dunbar you were um, about to say platters I was going to say a favorite platter thing and about not prawn curry as we learnt the hard way no never a prawn curry me vegetarian and Brenton a vegan <laughs> staunch vegan <laughs> And then when we, you know, bed in in Belfast, I mean, not to sound too psychotic. Oh, I want to go to we'll a dodgy go to, hotel. Guys, we don't want to scare them. No, we don't. We should start talking. But, we, sh- we, you know, if we end up going to Vegas, I want to go to Martin oh, Compton's br- built-in bar in his oh, home. Oh, Brendan's going to Martin Compton's home with his wife and dog. <laughs> oh, don't mind us, Mr. Vegas. We're staying in Travel Lodge. Yeah. Absolutely. You can have great, like, room parties in the Travel Lodge. They don't care what you do. I hope the toilet flushes. And we'll do the Giant's Causeway on the way back. Oh yeah, and the rope bridge. Oh, I'm not going oh, well, near that rope Asda? bridge. Yeah, and you oh, know I've never what? Been in an Asda. Have we not? No. Oh, it's right up your street. You'd love the homewares. I know, and I love that little like the little bing bing. You know the ad. They slap their bum. Yeah. And they've a saying out up there as well. We should go up to Newry for Christmas. Great shopping. <laughs> no. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was our. Shrine of Duty OCG special. We hope to be back to you, possibly with more cast interviews, yeah. possibly with another show if one comes to us in the universe. Keep letting us know what you're watching. We're on Twitter at Shrine of Duty. Stay subscribed. You never know what's coming down the line. And if uh, all else fails, we'll just talk about our friend who took a shit in Bear Grylls' car. <laughs> Guys, language. Shrine of Duty. There's only one thing I'm interested in, and one thing only, and that's bent covers. Shrine of Duty, the official, unofficial podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.